This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net. As uh, I was reflecting on our passage this morning about the women with the spices getting up early in the morning uh, and going to the tomb. As I was taking that, that journey with them, um, there was a thought that was so prevalent in my mind. And I have to believe that this is really what was in their heart as they took that journey to that garden tomb that first Easter morning. I know they must have been saying to themselves, this isn't the way it was supposed to be. This isn't the way it was supposed to be. The week started out so differently. There was the triumphal entry. The people came out to the gates of the city on that Palm Sunday and they hailed him as king and and everything seemed to be going so well. And then there was Thursday, the betrayal. Friday, the arrest and the trial and the, the beatings. And ultimately, that death on the cross. His lifeless body taken from the cross and hastily prepared and put in the tomb. This wasn't the way it was supposed to be. On that Friday, there was suffering and agony and pain. And on that holy Saturday, that day between Good Friday and the day that we celebrate today, Easter, there was doubt. There was misery. There was confusion. This isn't the way it was supposed to be. And then they arrive. They arrive at that garden tomb on Easter morning and they see that the the stone had been rolled back. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. And they step inside and, and they see that the tomb is empty the body of Jesus that they expected to find was gone. And all there were were the grave cloths. This wasn't the way it was supposed to be. And then two angels came and they asked the women a question that I believe God asks us today. Why? Why do you look for the living among the dead? You see, you and I are acquainted with something that these women on Easter morning were well acquainted with. And it's that the world offers us promises that are full of emptiness. But on Easter Sunday morning, we find that in the garden tomb, 
Easter offers us emptiness that is full of promise. It reminds me that each of us comes to a place in our life where we have to ask ourselves the question, why do we continue to look to the things that are dead? The things that over and over and over and over again fail us and leave us coming up short and disappointed. Why do we go and we look and we expect to find life among the dead when Jesus has risen? When Easter offers us an empty tomb that is full of promise. I remember a story that will illustrate this. In my life, um, I saw an ad in the newspaper. A sale on jackets. But not just anywhere. A sale at Nordstrom's. And so you knew it was going to be good. And so Lori and I rushed to Nordstrom's. We found a coat on sale. Could you believe it? It was a sport jacket and it was under $200. That was big money. 15, 16 years ago, it still is. And the day came to pick up the jacket. We were ushered into the fitting room. The man came out with a coat. And we quickly recognized it. It wasn't the coat that we had selected. And for several minutes, he insisted that it was. And we tried to put it on. And we tried to make it fit. But it wasn't the coat that we selected. And no matter how hard we tried, it wasn't going to fit. No matter how hard the salesman tried to get us to take that jacket, it wasn't the one that deep inside my heart I had selected and I really wanted. And finally, in a moment of frustration, Lori echoed the words heard around Nordstrom's to this day. This isn't J.C. Penney's. It's Nordstrom's for crying out loud. All right. And then the manager came out. And he said, I want to make this right. In fact, this isn't the jacket. This isn't the jacket you want. This isn't the jacket I want for you. And through a series of events... He selected a jacket that he thought that I would like. And that jacket was over $600. I looked at the price tag and I said, there's no way in the world. Do you know the price on this jacket? The jacket I had so it was only $200. He said, I know that. I said, but I can't afford this. He goes, I know that. And he says, I'm going to give you this jacket and it's going to fit. You see that? And you know, that's what God does for us. When we're insistent upon looking for life among the dead, when we're, we're trying to make life fit, God says, you know what? That was never intended for you. It wasn't supposed to fit. But I want to fit you with something else. And it's not because God's committed to customer service. It's because God loves us. 
Tim Keller says it this way. Here's the gospel. Are you ready? You're more sinful than you ever dared believe, but you're more loved than you ever dared hope. Right? Now, how, how does God, how does God bring that about? I'm going to share with you two scriptures. The first comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 5. Because of His great love for us, for you and for me, because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you and I are saved. You see that? The wages of sin, the wages, the payment for our transgression, what we deserve is death. But God gives us the free gift of life through His Son, Jesus Christ. His love, His grace, His unmerited favor. And in a way that you or I can't begin to imagine or understand, He does the impossible. He orchestrates a beautiful exchange. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. This is what happened metaphorically. God takes the jacket that doesn't fit, the jacket that is riddled with sin and transgression, and and He exchanges it, and He fits it, He puts it on Jesus so that He can take Jesus' jacket, the one that does fit. The, the one that represents the way it was supposed to be from the very beginning. And He exchanges our sin and He puts on us Jesus' righteousness. Do you see that? That's the beautiful exchange. That's what, what God has done for us so that we come to the tomb with the women and the men say, why are you looking for something that fits that was never supposed to? Do you see that? Why are you looking for life among the dead? You know what Easter Sunday morning is? You know what it is? It's death's funeral. It is the day that death died. And you know what the good news of the Gospel is? It's death's obituary. So that we can come to the tomb on Easter Sunday morning and we can echo the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, O death, where is thy sting? O death, where is thy victory? But death has been swallowed up 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see that? And so here's the question for you and for me. Are we going to continue to go through life trying to make something fit that was never supposed to be that way? Are we going to continue to embrace a world that is full of promises that are empty? Or are we going to go to that tomb that Easter Sunday morning resurrection tomb? And are we going to recognize that on Easter Sunday morning there's emptiness that is full of God's promise for you and for me? I wear this jacket on Easter to remind me this is the jacket. Now, I've put on a few pounds, but it still fits. And you know what? In life, we change. We put on a few pounds, but God's grace is salvation. It still fits because it's not about, him, not about us. It's about Him and what He's done for us. <laughs> the tomb was empty. So our hearts could be filled with hope, with the promise of healing, and with the promise of wholeness, with the forgiveness of our sin, and with abundant life today and eternal life with our Lord forever. He's risen. He's risen indeed. That's the beautiful exchange. Hallelujah.